Welcome to our DSM Hollywood podcast series. The following is an excerpt from Dr. Daniel Sherstad's weekly online Bible study for those in the entertainment industry, along with those who have a passion to see the kingdom of God revealed in Hollywood. For more information about DSM Hollywood, including upcoming events and how to join in on our Bible studies, please visit www.dsmhollywood.com. We're so glad you have tuned in, and we're grateful for the privilege to help you grow in your holy calling in Christ Jesus. Before you listen, I encourage you to grab your Bible and set your heart in expectancy to receive from the Lord, knowing that His heart is for you to grow in knowing Him and to grow in walking with Him. Welcome, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone watching wherever you may be or listening. I want to welcome everybody on the Google Meet yes. call here once again. I want to welcome everybody who's watching on Facebook. I want to watch, welcome everybody who's listening to the podcast, uh, whether it's live or it's a week later, whatever the case may be. I know that the Lord has something absolutely wonderful and precious. It's going to literally just uh, bring life and fresh faith and restore some strength and just refresh your spirit here tonight. So thank you, everyone. Uh, welcome, Liz, and uh, for joining us. And uh, we always have people around the world, really. It's so exciting. We have people, sweetheart, uh, from uh, India, India, Pakistan, mm -hmm. South Africa, West Africa, um, Mexico, in like 12 different states. And mm -hmm. so it's always, always so exciting to, uh, to see everybody come online and uh and to pay attention and uh and to receive from the lord so thank you thank you thank, yes, you thank you i want to say thank you once again to every one of our partners we are eternally grateful to the lord for each and every one of you um my goodness i'm the first one i'm always say this but i'm the first one to can just to say out loud and to confess that without you we cannot do what god has called us to do. So you partners, you are the ones that are genuinely making the difference. Yes. And so we're so thankful to the Lord. If you happen to be listening uh, to this now or in the future, and um, there's something that just sparks on the inside of you, and you would like more to know more about the ministry, more know more about uh, helping us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world, helping us might be becoming a partner, praying for us, you can go to dsmhollywood.com, dsmhollywood.com, and find out more about that. And so, amen. Sweetheart, I'm just going to ask you to lead us okay. in prayer here tonight, and, uh, and then we'll jump right into the Bible study. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just come before you once again, before your throne room of grace, uh, through your Son, Jesus Christ, and we just exalt you, Lord. We exalt yes. the name of Jesus right off the bat here. Yes. And we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to come now, lead and guide and direct, have your way, Lord. And I pray for my husband, Lord, that uh, mm. I just thank you for your anointing upon him. And uh, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through him, mm. uh, putting your, your word in his mouth. And, and we just thank you, Father God, uh, for this time together with each one, Lord, who has joined us on this call. We thank you for each one, Father God, for their life, Lord. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you move mightily in them and through them, oh God. Have yes. your way in them, oh God. Yes. Refresh them, strengthen them. We pray for for grace, Father, upon them, oh God. Mm. We just thank you, Lord, for an acceleration, oh God, to take place in their life. We just I thank you for the dreams and the visions you put within their hearts. Mm. And we just thank you, Father, for hope arising within them. Yes. And we just give you praise. We give you all glory, Lord, for what you desire to do tonight mm. in, in them and through them, Father, for your glory. And so we just thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation mm. being released tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, sweetheart. So appreciate that. Listen, two weeks, as, as Kelly said to all those on the call and, uh, let me say to everybody who's watching on Facebook that uh, if you didn't, uh, um, if you didn't get a chance to be on the call or uh, see the, the teaching from last week, Pastor Tim uh, did an awesome job. And so you can go. Uh, the podcast for that will be up on the website pretty soon. And uh, I would encourage you to just uh, 
take some time to listen to that and uh, let it just uh, be, re it'll just be really refreshing to you and it'll just absolutely just be a real resource of encouragement to your life. So just want to thank uh, Pastor Tim for uh, teaching last week. Awesome job. And uh, so two weeks ago, I started teaching about uh, the power of decreeing and declaring God's word and the difference between prophesying and decreeing the word of the Lord. And I just want to, you know, I just felt as I was praying um, for tonight's Bible study, just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to follow up. I said some things you know, something kind of in passing. And, uh, but I wanted to take some time to, to kind of slow down and read these scriptures here. And I've, I've talked from them before, but uh, we always have new people on the call, always have new people watching on Facebook. And, and you know what? Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, hey, <clears throat> we got people. Come on, we got the. <clears throat> We got the Jehovah Witnesses coming to our front door. Come on, somebody. Is that awesome or what? <laughs> anyway, sorry for that doorbell ringing. That we, uh, there's nothing we could do about that unless we put a sign out there that said, don't ring the doorbell. But uh, other than that, please forgive that doorbell. But here, in Matthew chapter 16, we're going to be going there. If you have your Bibles and you want to read along with me, that would be absolutely awesome. But um, if... Uh, two weeks ago, I, I was quoting from the, the book of Job, chapter 29, when it says, if you will decree a thing, I will establish it. And the light of revelation will light up your pathway into the future. And so uh, one of the one of the um, probably the most uh, often asked question is about people's destiny about their future, wanting to know that and to move. It's so important that we move into the future with confidence and with a knowing. Come on now. You have to move. Faith moves with confidence. Faith moves with knowing. But if you don't have, if your future isn't lit up by way of revelation, because revelation trumps everything, because I'm going to really kind of focus in on that tonight. Revelation trumps everything. Listen. You can be in a discussion with somebody who has 13 PhDs, but I'm telling you right now, if you are operating in the revelation of the Holy Spirit, what comes forth from your spirit by way of revelatory understanding will always supersede all natural wisdom. And so it's so important that we be, we be believers, sons and daughters of God who operate by way of revelation. That's why, uh, you know, when Jesus was in the, uh, going through the temptations in the wilderness and, you know, he said to him, listen, if you're really the son of God, I need you to turn those stones into bread. And Jesus responded. He said, listen, now, men, we are not called to live by eating natural bread, but we are called to live by every word that's proceeding out of the mouth of God. He was quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8. And the, the really what it's saying there is that we need to live. Faith comes by. Hope comes by. Wisdom comes by. Everything that you're going to need comes by a revelatory word from the, from the Lord. So, you, you, you know, so before you can even decree something, and you, you've heard me say it again. Let me say it again. You've got to, because you'll never decree what you can't see. And unless you've got revelation knowledge and that revelation is lighting up your future, uh, you're never going to say what God is telling you to say. And because of that, it's not going to be established by God. So if you'll decree a thing, I will establish, and that decree that's flowing out of your spirit by way of revelation will light up, come on now, the pathway into your future. So what I want to do is I want to, uh, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 16. I want to begin here, here, and to use this again, and just talk about it again. And I'm praying, Holy Spirit, help us to just to, to, to understand and to see this because we, we hear it so much, and yet, uh, again, as being a pastor for 35 years, 
you know, I'm not trying to, to be negative or anything, but most believers don't live by what I'm talking about here tonight. And so, and it's so th this takes time where you've got to literally spend time in the, in the presence of God, spend time in the word of God. You got to meditate on the word of God. And uh, the, uh, the, the tactic of the enemy is to, to come into our lives and get us so busy with everything going on that we are so busy doing the work of the kingdom that we got no time for the king of the kingdom himself. And so uh, it isn't about, come on now, simply doing things. It's about being. Come on, we're human beings, not human doings. And so it's so important that we begin to understand that. And so um, here in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, it says this. When Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, and because this is a Bible study, let me take a little little time and do uh, just to give you some some stuff about as it relates to teaching and stuff like to give us a, just a better understanding. Caesarea Philippi is an absolute beautiful city historically, and even today. It was back in the in days of Jesus. It was a north of the, the Lake of Galilee, and it was an ancient historic Roman city that uh, that the Romans built. Okay, and it was at uh, the foot of a mountain range. And so back in the days of Jesus and even today, it would be considered like a resort place to go to. It was absolutely drop dead, gorgeous kind of thing. We live in Rancho Cucamonga here. It's at the foothills of the San Gabriel mountain range. Caesarea Philippi literally was at the foothill of a mountain range. And it was just literally, so it was just absolutely, the landscaping was absolutely beautiful. The atmosphere, the weather, absolutely beautiful. But in, in, in ancient time, there was a, a, a ruler of that city whose name was Herod Philip. His name was Herod Philip. And he literally renewed and restored the entire city in honor of a Roman Caesar by the name of Tiberius. And so when he rebuilt it and named it, that's why it's called get right here, Caesarea, or which is referring to the Caesars. That's where that word comes from, referring to the Caesars, and then Philippi or Philip. So this man by the name of Herod Philip restored the city in honor of a Roman Caesar by the name of Tiberius, thus the name Caesarea Philippi. And so when Jesus showed up in this city here, uh, and uh, he asked his disciples this question, what are people saying about me? What are people saying about me? Great question. Let me just ask that today. What are people saying about Jesus around you? What are people saying about Jesus? One of the reasons I feel so consumed, I don't feel bad about, um, you know, uh, coming and saying the same thing over and over again, because I'm totally convinced the generation that we're living in right now, they don't have, man, you ask them, you know, who Jesus is. Um, they don't have a clue who really is. And, uh, and for the most part, Jesus has been poorly represented. And so when they think about historically, they got a, just an absolute warped vision of who Jesus the Christ is. And, uh, and how he operates and, and what he's up to. So the question is, you know, who really is Jesus? You know, who, what, what are people saying about Jesus? What are you saying about Jesus? Who do you think Jesus is? And here's the next question. <clears throat> what is Jesus up to? <clears throat> the third question is, where is Jesus going? Fourth question is, am I going with him? Those are the only, those are the only questions that you need to be interested in or concerned about for your entire life. Who Jesus really is. Number two, what is Jesus really up to right now? Come on now. That's why you need to be prophetic. That's why you need to activate. That's why you need to spend time. Listen, now you need to, you know, I did a whole series of messages about literally receiving the prophet's reward. When you spend time under the, a prophetic ministry, come on now, when you spend time under the voice of, of a ministry that's been graced with a prophetic anointing, that gift, that anointing, the ability to see, the, 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 the ability to hear, 
literally is imparted supernaturally to you by way of the word of God and by way of the presence of God and by way of the anointing of God, okay? So you need to, to expect that, anticipate that even here tonight. And so we're, because I, I really believe we, we are living in an hour where we need to know, come on now, we need to know and we need to know how to communicate who Jesus really is. And then we need to have the understanding, what is? You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be asking 10 different, I wonder what Jesus is up to. You should know what Jesus is up to. He said, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. Number two is where you need to know what he's up to. Number two, you need to know where is he going. And number th number four, excuse me, you need to ask yourself the question, am I going with him? And so here he says to his disciples, what are people saying about me? And they responded like this. Well, some people are saying this, and this is what they believe. Some are convinced that you are John the baptizer. Well, John the baptizer is already dead when he asked this question. His head has already been cut off. But some people believe that he has been raised from the dead, and he's going around doing signs and wonders. He, then he said, some people believe that you are actually the prophet Elijah who has been reincarnated. So the whole teaching of reincarnation is nothing new. It was around during the days of Jesus and even in the culture of Jesus that, that he grew up in. Literally, it was a big belief system going on. He said that other people believe that you're the prophet Jeremiah and then some people say that you're this prophet or that prophet. But then he said, he pressed the question even more. And he said, now, guys, who do you say that I am? Because that's really what matters. Who do you really believe that I really am? Because who you believe Jesus to be is going to be the Jesus that you experience. If you believe that he's mean, he's ugly, that he's a hard taskmaster. Come on now, that's the Jesus that you're going to experience. If you believe that he's the Jesus that only, you know, that he only cares about spiritual things in your life, but he don't care about anything else in your life, that's the Jesus he's going to be. If you believe that he's a Jesus that only goes around just healing people every once in a while kind of thing, and that, uh, and that it is not his will to bring complete and total restoration and healing and wholeness, spirit, soul, and body to you and to make your entire being whole. Well, if you don't believe that, then that's not going to be a manifest, that's not going to be a reality in your life. And so he says, Who do you really believe? Now they're all standing there, they're all listening or sitting there listening to Jesus. I'm sure there was a long pause. And then all of a sudden, Peter, come on, Simon, Peter, it says here spoke up come on now simon peter spoke up and said you are the anointed one you are the christ christ means the anointed one with all of his anointing christ is not his last name it isn't mary christ joseph christ and jesus christ it's jesus the christ christ was his title that was who he was he was the messiah yeshua hamashiach he is the anointed one who carries all of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He is the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah. <clears throat> now, listen, favor always follows revelation. Favor always follows revelation. If you want increased favor over your life, you got to get increased revelation over your life. Come on now, if you want to operate with such wisdom that trumps everything else, that's going on, come on, in your job, in your family, in your marriage, in the business world, whatever the case may be, I'm telling you right now, revelation knowledge trumps everything. And so he said, listen, now you didn't discover this or you didn't, this was not revealed to you by something that you came with up on your own. But my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed this to you, Peter. Come on now. 
I give you the name Peter, a stone. And this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I build my church. Okay, so let me stop and make a few comments right here. So he says here now, to Simon Bar-Jonah. <clears throat> now, Simon means one who can hear <clears throat> Jonah or John in the, uh, in the Hebrew. <clears throat> it means dove. So one who can hear who is the, and the word bar literally means son. So the son of Jonah or the son of John, okay? And so <clears throat> he's saying here now, he said, yeah, Simon, the one who can hear, but listen, here's what I want to do. I'm going to call you Peter. And he's redoing this because when he first met Peter a um, couple of years previous, he told the same thing. He said, from this day forward, I'm going to call you Peter, which means small rock. In the Aramaic language, it means pebble. So Aramaic was the language that Jesus spoke. So when he used the word kepha, which is the Aramaic word for Peter, okay, it means little pebble. He says, I call you little pebble. And he says, Christ, the rock. He says, he's the big rock. And Peter, you're the little rock inside the big rock. And upon this revelation, or upon the power of revelatory understanding concerning who I really am and who you really are, because once you get a revelation of who Jesus is, here's, the, here's what automatically happens. He turns around and gives you, out of that, a revelation of who you really are in Christ Jesus, okay? And so he says, upon that, I'm going to build my church, or the word ecclesia, okay, is governmental legislative assembly. And in classic Greek literature, that word ekklesia was only used within the context of the political talkings or governmental talkings, okay? It was actually in Greek literature, never ever used in religious settings. It was never mm, used to describe something spiritual, or even religious. So when Jesus intentionally on purpose chooses a word out of the original language to communicate what he was about to build, he said, I am building this governmental legislative assembly that will carry my power and my authority. And I'm gonna build this governmental legislative assembly upon the power of revelation. See, you can't use, now listen now, you cannot decree words of power and authority without revelation. Let me say that again. Because he goes on to say here that I'm going to give you the keys of heaven's kingdom for you to forbid on earth, which is forbidden in heaven, and then to release on earth which is released in heaven. <clears throat> now, let me read this from, I'm going to read that verse 19 there. Uh, from the Amplified Bible, it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind, whatever you declare in the earth to be improper or unlawful, he said, must be what is already bound up in heaven, and whatever you loose or declare on earth must be what is already loosed in heaven. Now, watch as I read this. So I want you just to get all the different nuances here from different translations here. Here out of the Message Bible, as I read this passage, watch this now. It says, when Jesus arrived in the village of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, what are people saying about who I am, the Son of Man? They replied, some think you're John the baptizer, some think you're Elijah. Some think you're uh, Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. But he pressed them and he said, how about you guys? Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. Jesus came back and said, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get this answer out of books or from other teachers. But my father in heaven, God himself 
let you in on the secret of who I really am. Hmm. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are. Who you really are. Listen to that again. I'm going to tell you who you are. Really are. That's how it reads. And uh, you are Peter, a rock. He says here. And, uh, and this is going to be a church that is so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to help keep you out, keep it out. And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. You will have free and complete access to God's kingdom. You will have keys to open any and every door. You will have keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. No more barriers between heaven and earth. <clears throat> Come on, and earth and heaven. He says, and yes on earth is yes in heaven. Yes on earth is yes in heaven. And no on earth is no in heaven. Now watch this now. One more translation. Watch this now. In the CEV translation, it reads like this. <clears throat> sixteen nineteen, book of Matthew. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And God in heaven will allow whatever you allow on earth. Oh, my God. Let me read that again. You cannot get it any more. <clears throat> Come on now. More understanding that right there. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and God, my father in heaven, will allow whatever you allow on the earth, but he will not allow anything that you don't allow. Oh my God, right there. Woo! Come on now. Whatever you allow, come on, God says I'm going to allow. But whatever you don't allow, then I won't allow. So this whole thing about sitting back and just waiting for God to do something, come on now, when he's already given you all power, all dominion, and all authority, come on now, as you're in the second Adam Christ with all power and all dominion whatsoever, God says, no, 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 no. I've all, I came, everything that I did was for one purpose. Come on now, not to build a religious system into the earth, but to restore my kingdom Come on now, back into the earth realm. And all the government that runs my kingdom shall be established into the earth realm. He says, but, he says, it's going to be totally and completely left up to you. You're going to decide what's lawful. You're going to decide what's going to be allowed. You're going to decide what's not going to be allowed. Come on now. As you, as mature sons and daughters of God, are led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, my goodness. How does that happen? By revelation knowledge right there. Who dropped into our spirit. So it's so important that we begin to understand that, that God has given to us that. And so the church is not being built upon Peter. Come on now. Even when you, even some of the earliest Writings from the early church fathers understood that this rock that uh, Jesus said that his legislative governmental assembly was going to be built upon, it was not Peter, come on now, but it was upon the revelation of who Christ is and who we are in Christ Jesus. This whole teaching, this whole false teaching, this her heresy about mm, that the church is built upon Peter himself did not come into existence until years later when the Roman Empire, come on, embraced Christian as one of their religious religions and incorporated it into all of the other false religions and all the other false deities and gods that they served. So now that Jesus became now just one of the other. And that's why when we you look at, and I'm not, I'm not trying to put down anybody, but when you Look at the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church 
you'll see that there's a lot of teachings in there that, that are literally tied and a lot of doctrines and a lot of traditions that they have that are tied to ancient Roman <clears throat> false worship of false deities that they took and incorporated into what they called the Roman Catholic Church, the Roman Universal Church. And even going as far as to decree that if you're not a member of that church, that it is literally impossible for you to get into heaven because you don't have the understanding that this church was built on Peter. No, that is so absolutely and completely false, 100%. So when we come back to this whole thing in Job 12 to 29, where he says, if you're going to, if I'm going to establish something, if you want light to light up your pathway into the future, you've got to have some revelation. And then you got to take that revelation, understanding the authority that you have, and then begin to decree it. And as you begin to decree something in the earth realm, I will establish it. So it's so very important that we understand this in this last days. Now, with all of that said here now, let me, you say, well, can I just go ahead again? Now, all of this is in context. I, I said that two weeks ago. Um, and I talk, did a whole teaching. If you, did, if you didn't happen to get that teaching, I want to encourage you to go listen to the pod from, podcast from two weeks ago. Uh, but I, I said that it, I talked about decreeing things within the context of your assignment, within your context of your relationship and your friendship with God, within the context of the call upon your life, and within the context of love and kindness and showing the love of God. And so, but Jesus said in John chapter 5, and uh, powerful, powerful, powerful uh, scripture here. He said, John, actually, I went on the wrong chapter here. John chapter 5, he said, talking about himself and what he could do. Um, in verse 19, he says, I speak to you this timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing for the son does the same works as his father. <clears throat> now look at here, verse 30. He says, he says it again. Nothing I do is from my own initiative. For as I hear the judgment passed by my father, I execute the judgment and my judgments will be perfect because I could do nothing on my own except fulfill the desires of my father who sent me. For if I were to make claims about myself, you would have reasons to doubt. But there is another who bears witness on my behalf. And I know that what he testifies of me is true. So Jesus said over and over and over and over again, he said, I literally had, don't not have the ability, the power, or the authority to do anything on my own initiative. I don't initiate anything in my life. In John chapter 14, he said the same thing. He said, the works that I do are my father's works, and I don't do any of those works unless my father tells me to do that. So he says, every word that I say in three and a half years, every action that I took, every deed that I did, every miracle that I did, every sign and every wonder, every healing, every deliverance, come on now, every provision that I did, every teaching that I pronounced, every decree that I made was under the direct obedience and leadership of the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. That's why he said, my words are spirit or my words are, come from being led by the Holy Spirit. So when he tells me something to say, I say them. Therefore, my words are Holy Spirit words. And therefore, they release truth. Come on now. And the truth sets you free. And so we need to be a people. So this dominion, this power, this authority as God's legislative governmental assembly only works this decreeing this declaring god establishing light 
shining on your future only happens now watch you only can decree and declare and use this kind of authority as the holy spirit leads you and that comes by revelation come on now so unless you have a revelation unless so every word you say that's led by the holy spirit is a revelatory word it's a revelation. It's prophetic. Come on now. It carries that prophetic anointing and it carries that prophetic unction on the inside of you. I'm praying that you grab a hold of this because so many times Christians just go around, well, pray of glory to God, man. They just start saying things and then they wonder why it don't happen. And the reason is, is because there's no revelation. Jesus walked by revelation all day long. The Father revealed it to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, again, I said this two weeks ago. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit never executed. Come on now. This is how the divine God here, the divine Trinity works. God the Father, he literally thinks or he imagines. Literally, the God imagination literally releases the thoughts. Jesus, who is the expressed, living, spoken word of the Father, speaks the words. And then the Holy Spirit, who is the executive agent of the Godhead, executes the words that Jesus speaks. So that's how it that's how it worked when Jesus was on the earth. Now, on this side of the Christ, on this side of the cross, excuse me, we are the, the body of Christ. We are this ecclesia. We are this governmental body that Jesus is building by revelation. So you get stronger and stronger and stronger in your governmental authority to speak words, shift atmospheres, come on now, change circumstances in your life as your life is built upon one revelation after another revelation after another revelation after another revelation after another revelation. revelation. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I'm praying always in Ephesians chapter 1, that the spirit of revelation will be your portion and that you will be continually coming to a place every single day to a greater understanding of who Christ is, who you are in Christ, the calling that you have, and the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that that same power is alive on the inside of you right now. And so he says, I'm praying that that kind of spirit of revelation will operate and you need to pray. He says, pray this with me. Pray every single day and then expect it to happen today, Lord. I'm praying that the spirit of revelation, come on now, will begin to function at a whole other level, Emma, that it'll be stronger and stronger, that I cannot go. Come on now, I cannot move. I cannot act in faith. Come on now. Here, listen now. Doing acts of faith that are outside. Pastor Dan, you're muted. Uh, all according to the power of revelation that's on, that's in and on you. Come on now. So let me say that again. He wants to do it because we I, I see Christians all the time. They're, they're quoting Ephesians 3. 20 right there. Come on, they're quoting other scriptures. Like, oh my God, I know who I am in Christ. I know my authority. I know what I have kind of thing. But they don't understand that, again, that it all goes back to this whole thing. That not even Jesus. Come on now. Now, and not even Jesus. Did Jesus, listen, every person that came to Jesus in faith received whatever they were believing for, right? But Jesus didn't heal every single person on the planet when he was there. 
kind of thing. Why? Because his father didn't lead him to do everything like that kind of thing. And so there's never one, because I've heard people say, well, man, if you've got so much power and authority, why don't you just go into the hospitals and just go heal every single person right there? Well, I said, not even Jesus did that. There's not even one time where Jesus went into any hospital or any place, come on now, and literally was walked in and touched every single person and they were healed. There was multitudes that came to him and asked, come on now, and there were times when there was crowds and he prayed for literally hundreds and hundreds of people, but he was led by the Holy Spirit, come on now. But then there was other times where he didn't do that and because his father wasn't showing him to do that right then in that hour in that particular day come on now so there's always a perfect timing for everything you're not called to save heal deliver everybody on the planet or even everybody in your life but god is going to bring people and god's going to call you and bring holy spirit nudges to you to literally speak words and when those nudges come, those um, God, there's going to be revelation with that. There's going to be understanding that that quickening of the Holy Spirit will be that revelatory understanding because with the quickening of the Holy Spirit comes the faith of the Holy Spirit that gives you the confidence to move out and to do, knowing that this is what you're called to do right now. So it's so important that we operate. We got to do this the way Jesus did. And uh, yeah, he went about doing good. Acts 10.38 Come on, healing every, come on, every sickness, every disease, all the people that were oppressed. But he did it as the whole, his father led and guided him and directed him through the third person of the Holy Spirit. And notice again, I want to say it's so important that we understand this. Because once you get revelation, you got to have the courage to decree it. You can't just say, well, that's why he said, what are people saying? You got to say something. Come on now. And the rest of them sat there. Come on now, because they didn't have any revelatory understanding. But when Peter, come on now. Yeah, Peter said a lot of things and put his foot in his mouth a whole lot. But let me tell you something. He experienced more power. Come on, more, more intimacy. Come on, more things going on while Jesus was walking around. He did things with Jesus that no other disciples were able to do because he was willing to open his mouth and begin to say something and decree something. Come on now. And when he decreed that Christ, come on, Jesus was the Christ. When he said it out loud, something exploded. Come on now. And literally the revelation of everything that our life is built on today, everything that's happened in the last 2,000 plus years, and literally the millions of people that have literally come into the kingdom of God all started right there in that moment. Come on now. As that revelation began to become a manifestation as soon as Jesus was raised from the dead. Oh, so powerful. Man, exciting. Listen. Uh, very, very powerful. Let me just share this thought here now with you. I said all of that because I'm about to decree something over your life. And I've been led by the Holy Spirit. I did, uh, the other night, um, the other day, I was praying, seeking the Lord, and God quickened the Psalm chapter 77 to me. And uh, and I just, and I shared it at the, our corporate prayer meeting the other night kind of thing. But it just keeps coming up out of my spirit kind of thing. And this is the phrase right here in, in uh, Psalm 77, verse 19. It says, your steps, come on, formed a highway through the seas. Come on now. Right there, your steps formed. This is talking about here. Literally, Asaph is writing this, and he's one of the chief musicians, very talented, very gifted, very anointed musician and singer. And uh, his whole family were, became the lead musicians and the lead singers for David. Come on now. Is David literally created what we call the tabernacle of David. David was a prophet and he lived like he was living on the other side of the cross. You say, how do you know that, Pastor Dan? Because he built a tabernacle called the tabernacle of David and instituted 24-7 worship. Come on now. Where people, all peoples, not just the priesthood, but everybody of all 12 tribes, come on, everybody could come into the manifest, tangible presence of God in the, the tabernacle of David. Come on now. 
And the Acts chapter 15 says that literally when the Gentiles started coming into the kingdom of God, it says that James, who was the head of the church at the time in Jerusalem, he said to the rest of the apostles, he said, he began to quote, come on now, what happened with, with, uh, with David. He said, surely this is the word of the Lord. He said, surely this is the fulfillment of the prophecy that says that in the last days that the tabernacle of David shall be restored. Come on now, back into the earth realm. What's that talking about? Where all peoples, all races, all colors, all nations, come on now, all cultures could literally step in and begin to literally into the manifest, tangible, anointed presence of God, and they could begin to worship God. Come on, 24-7 like David. He literally had so many musicians, so many singers. Come on, he literally had them scheduled out 24-7, 365 days a year. Where, come on now, where, man, when you came up, you came walking by the tabernacle of David, you could see the light of God's glory coming out from the tabernacle of David. Yes, the, the tabernacle of Moses was still in existence, but over here, this was a type and shadow. The, tabern uh, the, the, the tabernacle of David here was a type, a prophetic type and shadow of what it was going to be like after Jesus came, come on now, died and was resurrected and literally provided and opened up the pathway, come on now, into the presence of God the Father once and for all for every single one of us to come and to praise and to worship. So here, Asaph, one of these who is doing that 24-7, by the way, all of these psalms are, are songs. They were written to be sung, and they sing them. And to this day, they're still being sung kind of thing. And so this song was being sung by Asaph and his family, and they began. It starts out where... He's been, he's kind of discouraged kind of thing, and he's sharing his heart with the Lord kind of thing. And he's just saying, the implication is even that he feels like he did something wrong to literally hinder the power and the presence of God. But then he begins to stir himself up, and he says, when I begin to ponder all that you have done, Lord, when I begin to meditate on all of your miracles, man, I'm here in your manifest tangible presence here. He says, it's here. Come on, Eli, learn. Come on now. That the holiness, the revelation of your holiness, the revelation of your holiness becomes more real to me. Come on, holiness isn't about a bunch of do, a list of do's and don'ts. Holiness is about getting revelatory understanding about who Christ really is in you. The more revelation you get that, the more you're going to be able to walk that out. You cannot walk that out with revelation. You cannot become, the word holy means to be other to be something that's other than anything else. So when the Bible says that God is holy, when the when the angels, the seraphims, the creative beings are surrounding the throne in the book of Revelation, and they're crying out, he's holy, he's holy, what they're saying is he's other. We've never, There's no other God like him. We've never met another being like him. He is the uncreated God, come on now, who is nothing like nobody else, and there is nothing to be compared to him he is in a class all by himself. And it says, my wife had this revelation years ago, about 10 years ago, no, 10, 12 years ago. And she shared it at our church at Destiny in, in the Milwaukee area. She got up and began to share that how, that every time these angelic beings come around the, 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 the throne, they see another aspect of who God is. And they cry out, he's holy. What was that? They get another revelation. Even the angelic beings, come on now, these created beings are coming around the throne day and night, 24-7, never growing weary of worshiping, never growing weary of praising God. Come on now. And literally, literally praising him 24-7. And they come around and they get another revelation. My God, I'm telling you right now, if you want to worship at a whole other level, get a revelation of who God is. Get a, a revelation of another aspect of who he is. And I'll promise you, your, your worship, your praise, your adoration, your thanksgiving, your ability to give glory to God will go to a whole nother level in the realm of the spirit. It, this power, come on, the spirit of revelation that I'm talking about here tonight is tied into everything. Come on now. And so these angelic beings would get a revelation of who he is. And they'd say, oh, my God, he's other. And they would go around the throne again. They would come around, oh, he's other. We've never seen anything like that before. And then they would come around the throne again and have another revelation. He said, 
He's holy. He's other. When we've never met, no, we've never seen anything like that before. For eternity, upon eternities, upon eternities, they'll be going around the throne and seeing another revelation of who God is, and it will never, ever, ever come to an end. For eternity, upon eternities, upon eternities. That's who God is. That's who your father is. That's how powerful he is. That's how awesome he is. Come on now. So I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what's going on in your life right now. I don't care what's coming against you right now. I'm telling you right now, get before the Lord, get into his presence and allow Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, I need you to give me a fresh revelation. Come on, of who uh, you are, a fresh revelation of who I am in Christ, a fresh revelation of the hope and calling, the fresh revelation of the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Come on now, a fresh revelation, come on, of the dominion and authority that I have. Come on, as, as, as that revelation comes, I can decree and you can establish and light goes forth. Come on now into my future. We need to be a people that are consumed with living just like this. This is what I'm talking about. Living in this holy. He says in the next verse, by your glory burst, you have rescued, rescued us or brought salvation in every area of our life over and over and over and over and over again. Glory burst. Every time you experience the glory of God. Tuesday night at the prayer meeting, I was just sitting in the glory of God. I was having open visions. I was literally pinned to the chair. I could not. I was feeling paralyzed. I could not move for about two hours. Come on now. Just paralyzed under the glory, the glory burst of God's presence all over me. Ooh, it was so powerful. I was seeing into the realm of the future. Come on, into the realm of the spirit. Seeing things that God wanted to, to show me about the realm. And I left there with a, a, a level of faith and a level of confidence and a level of encouragement. Come on now. A level of insight and wisdom that I did not have before I stepped into that glory burst. Come on now. There's bursts of glory that are coming upon you. It is the will of God to cause one burst of glory after another burst of glory after another burst of glory glory after another burst of glory after another burst of glory after another burst of glory to be your portion even here tonight come on now don't be satisfied with anything less than that and as he does that does that come on that revelation that comes out of the glory will literally be your salvation and give you the strength that you need over and over and over again he said just go ahead and ask the sons of jacob go ahead and ask the sons of jo joseph they'll tell you and all of us, and your beloved ones, we know that this is all true that we're talking about here. And when the many waters of the Red Sea took one look at you, they were afraid and they ran away and they hid, trembling, oh my God, to the depths here. Um, come on, they were trembling. The seas were trembling. Come on now. As, 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 as they saw the, the power of God. Storm clouds filled the water high in skies. Come on, cloud burst and thunderclaps announced the approach. Lightning flashes lit up the landscape. Rolling whirlwinds exploded with sonic booms of thunder. Rumbling as the sky shouted your story with light and sound and wind. Everything on the earth shook and trembled as you drew near. Your steps, here we go, here we go. Your steps, come on now. God, his steps, whoo, formed a highway through the Red Sea. Your steps. Psalm 37, come on, declares that the Lord busies himself with the ordering of your steps. He orders up your steps. Do you know how he orders up your steps? Is that he takes the steps first. Come on now. Oh, somebody better grab a hold of this right now. Come on, this is how your steps are ordered. Come on, if you can't follow the Lord into your future, you can't, you cannot follow or step. You got to live a life that you are literally walking in his steps. Come on now. That every step he takes, you take a step into that step. He literally is leaving, it says here, with footprints on a pathway. So he's literally, as he takes a step into your future, he is literally leaving a footprint for you to follow into your, so he orders up your future. He orders up your steps by literally taking steps himself and then leaving footprints behind 
so that you could step into his footprints Ooh. and his footprints are opening up a pathway that no one even knew was there. You led your people forward into the future by your loving hand, blessed by the leadership of Moses. Come on now. So he's saying here that here, when the children of Israel, come on now, up against the Red Sea, they were murmuring, they were complaining, they were whining. Moses, why? Oh my God, look at us. We should have stayed back in Egypt right there. Now we here we are. Uh, we're up against, we got nowhere to go. We got no way to escape. The Egyptian army is at our back and we are literally hemmed in on every side. There's no way that we could escape this. And even Moses was standing there saying, oh my God, I don't, he didn't know what to do kind of thing. And he was even saying some things he shouldn't have said until God told him, Moses, come on now. It's right in front of you. He's like, what? I don't see it. I don't see it. What do you mean it's right in front of me? Yeah, the pathway. Come on, for your deliverance. The pathway that I've lit up into your future, it's right in front of you. You might not be able to see it right now, but it's there. I've already created it. I've already walked into your future. I've already made a way to the other side, and I've left you footprints to follow me on into the other side. He said, it's right there, Moses, in front of you. Don't you see it? And he said, well, I really can't see it. He said, well, take what I've given you. What, what was that? That was the rod. Come on. He said, take that rod and lift it over. Come on now. That rod represented, come on now, the, the power and the authority of God himself. This right here, the Bible says, is the rod of God right here. The word of God. The spoken word of God that comes out of your mouth in the form of a decree under the inspiration of revelation, come on now, that's come to you by the leading of the Holy Spirit will be like the rod that Moses lifted up and over the sea. And then he decreed, come on now, as he lit that, he said, stand still. He decreed something. Stand still and see the salvation of your God. Come on now. And when he took, come on, that which represented the word of God and he put it in his mouth. Come on now. And he decreed, he lifted up something tangible that represented the, the written scriptures of the word of God. And then he took the rhema word of God that came by way of revelation. Come on now. And then decreed it up and out of his mouth and when he did that and not until he actually said something and decreed something based upon revelation come on now tied to the written word of god and when he decreed that boom the manifestation began to take place and the pathway that was there the whole time whoo was now seen because when you decree something, God establishes it, and the light of revelation lights up the pathway into your future. Somebody better grab a hold of that tonight. Somebody better shout, yes. Come on, come on. If you can grab a hold of this, this will change your life forever and ever. This is how we are called to live right here. So I've come. Come on now. I've come here. Come on tonight to declare Somebody needs to hear that. If not, all of you need to hear this tonight. Everyone on the call here tonight. Come on, all, whatever. Is it like 21 people on the call? 21, if not more. All of you that are watching, come on, on Facebook. Everyone that's listening to this podcast, I'm telling you right now, here is the word of the Lord. Come on, the heart of the Lord. I'm telling you right now, there's a highway in front of you. Come on now. It's right there. I'm prophesying that the highway that God has already prepared the way of escape that God's already prepared, the pathway, the footsteps that you're supposed to follow and that he's already prepared and already ordered up. It's already there. And I came to prophesy under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that God's about to open up right now. Yeah, I'm saying to you right now, come on, hear the word of the Lord. I'm exhorting you in the name of Jesus. If you'll get the word of God, if you'll get the revelatory understanding of God's word into your mouth and begin to make some decrees, come on now, 
I am decreeing to you that that which God has already planned for you, that which God has already prepared for you, that pathway into your future is about to open up for you. Come on now. It's about, you're about to see something you never saw before. Come on now. It was there the whole time, but you weren't able to see it because you have, you didn't have, come on now, a revelation and you didn't speak it out loud. And so once you come up, the Holy Spirit is giving you revelatory understanding even now. And I'm decreeing that even as you spend time, come on, tonight, tomorrow, this week, and I'm going to decree that even over the next week, that God is going to give you understanding, revelatory understanding and wisdom as it relates to the issues that you are dealing with in your life now. And God says that revelation is going to cause my faith to erupt on the inside of you. And you're going to take my word and you're going to begin to decree it. I'm going to begin to establish it. And I'm going to cause the pathway that's already in front of you. It's already there. You can't see it right now, but it is there. But I came to tell somebody here tonight that's listening under the sound of my voice that that, come on now, that is already there is about to open up in the name of Jesus. It's about to open up in the name of Jesus now, and you're about to see an escape. You're about to see, come on, a pathway is going to totally set you free from everything that's in pursuit of you in the name of Jesus. Somebody received the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Father, for your word tonight. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for every one of these precious people that are on the Google Meet call. I thank you for every single person that's watching, Lord God, this Facebook, Lord God, whether it's tonight or tomorrow or next week, whatever the case may be. Everyone, everyone of you that are listening to the podcast, I'm decreeing in the name of Jesus right now, Holy Spirit. Help them, sir. Help them, sir. We open up. We say, Holy Spirit, open up the eyes of our understanding. That's revelation knowledge. Open up the inner eyes of our spirit so that we can see like we've never seen before, that we can hear like we've never heard before, so that we can decree like we've never heard, decreed before, so that you can establish like you never established before. And so that our pathway that's already been, come on now, that's already been established by God will just open up and light up whoo, right in front of us. And we're going to see the way out and the way in to the future that God has already ordered up for each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, I ask you, sir, to take this word and to seal it, seal the seed of God's word in each and every person's heart now in Jesus' name. Come on now. If, if you go on, just right where you're at, just say, I'll receive the word of God. You got to receive the word to say right this lift your hand to the lord say i receive your word there is supernatural impartation coming now in the name of jesus i feel the prayer there's a wave of god's presence coming to you now in the name of jesus right there right there in the name of jesus thank you holy spirit Whoo! thank you lord god in the name of jesus you're going to feel it get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in the name of the lord Ooh, it's getting stronger. The presence of God is going to get stronger in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing that right now. I thank you that this word is coming alive on the inside of each and every person here tonight. Now, in the name of Jesus. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I decree and declare that we are not going to just sit around any longer and just say, well, if, you know, if the Lord wants it to happen, He'll let it happen if it doesn't want to happen. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to sit around and be passive any longer. That we're going to literally wait upon the Lord just like Jesus did. Come on now. Jesus was very passive, come on now, in initiating things. But once his father initiated that which he was to say and to do for that day, come on now. Jesus became extremely aggressive and going after that which his father had initiated and he didn't let up, back up, shut up, or give up on it until it manifested, come on now, in the natural realm for the glory of his father. I said the other night, listen, now the Bible's very clear that God gets glory in the earth realm when Come on now, his word, his promises, 
Come on, his dreams for your life manifest in this life. So be encouraged. Those of you watching on Facebook, we were talking a little bit. Uh, Kelly was mentioning and uh, um, on the Google Meet call that uh, and the, on the Hebrew calendar, this was uh, the, you know, the year 2020 and the year 2021, that it is the year of the mouth. It is the year of declarations. Pastor Doug said uh, last Sunday morning, it's kind of funny that during that year, the Hebrew where year of the, the year where you're supposed to take your mouth and decree the word of God like never before was the year that the enemy orchestrated mass to be put on our mouth because he's trying to, he's trying to get us from stopping from decreeing God's word. Now, the next Hebrew word, year that starts in September is the year of manifestation. So we're moving from, come on, this is the decade of declaring, excuse me, the decade of the mouth, come on, the decade of 10 years, come on, in the Hebrew calendar, it's all tied in. So the next year, the year of manifestation is going to be tied upon, it's like a layer upon a layer upon a layer. And this is going to be laid upon, the year of manifestation is going to be laid upon the year of the mouth decreeing the word of God. It's all, it's not by accident. It's not by coincidence. Come on now that I'm giving you these messages at this time, on um, this month, at this week. Come on, now we're just like three, four weeks away. Come on, from this taking place here. So uh, hear the word of the Lord. Begin to practice this. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to see it get stronger and stronger and stronger. This is a time, this is a season in your life where the dreams of God for your life are going to begin to manifest at a whole nother level in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. Those of you that are watching on uh, Facebook, thank you once again. We're going to sign off here. Again, if you'd like to uh, find out more about how you can help us take the gospel around the world and become a partner, or you just like to sow a seed into into the into the kingdom of God as you receive this message here tonight, you can go to dsmhollywood.com, dsmhollywood.com. Just click on the GiveLify button there kind of thing, follow the prompts, and it'll help you. Or you can hit that button right on the front page. Is it how to become a partner? You hit that, and then, the, and then it'll tell you the GiveLify button will come up kind of thing. So, and... Uh, if, you, if you're not interested in doing that, thank you for praying for us. We really, really appreciate that. Well, until next week, we love you. And uh, Jesus is Lord. And uh, you're going to have an awesome week in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye for now.